Are you ready to turn your passion into profit and get paid? Of course you are. Who doesn't want to make money doing what they love? Hello, Creative Queens. Welcome to the Creative Woman Podcast. I'm Talena Bacon, your host and business strategy coach. Think of this podcast as your cozy crafting corner where I spill the tea on all things crafty and business. I'm diving into topics like starting and growing an online business, organic marketing, breaking into craft shows and boutiques, social media strategies, and so much more. Plus, I'll be adding in some of my mini coaching programs designed to craft a strategy as unique as your business. With over three decades of experience in products and coaching services, rest assured, I've got stories to tell and secrets to share. (laughs) No need to hold back. Hit that subscribe button or give me a follow. They say I have the gift of gab, (laughs) but it only kicks in when I drink coffee. So grab your favorite beverage, a pen, and some paper because your exciting creative journey is just around the corner. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my creative women. Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Talena Bacon, of course. (laughs) First of all, if you haven't had a chance to check out episode one and two, we're talking about the smaller craft shows and the medium-sized craft show. In this episode, we're talking about the larger craft shows. These are the ones that cost about 650 to 700 bucks. I keep saying bucks, $700. These are the high-end craft shows that require different rules and regulations. And I want to first go into the rules and regulations before we get into the craft show itself, okay? So let's say if you decide to do the higher-end craft show, you pick this craft show, it costs about hmm, $650, okay? That's for three days. You have to set up on a Thursday. So if you set up Thursday, the show is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, they do have some that's longer than that, where you set up on a Wednesday and the show is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I've applied for one of those as well. And I'm going to tell you about that in a second. So when you're applying for the show, they're going to ask for things like pictures of your product, pictures of your craft area where you create your product, also pictures of your craft display. So if you've ever done any other craft shows, make sure you take a picture because they want a picture of your display as well. Why they use all that, I don't quite know. Now, once you send them in, you have to wait for them to give you a response. If you have a craft show that's in November, you have to apply for it now, so like in January, February, and they give you a response in June, July, and then you have to work your butt off to get enough product and everything for this craft show that requires you to have at least, oh gosh, at least three times the booth space. That's how much product you're supposed to have. That's what they're saying. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever come that close. I think one time I did. But that's a whole nother story, which I'll get into a little bit later. But when you apply for this craft show, sometimes they require an application fee. I forgot to add that. So you have to send in either application fee if it's requested, your pictures. And sometimes, depending upon the show, they would ask for the actual product. That means your finished product. So they want you to mail that into them. Now, there's one show I did do. Well, I didn't do. I applied for. I had to play the application fee. Mind you, if you don't get accepted, you don't get the money back. 
and I had to send in the product. Now, I was going to do that. I think it was $25 for the application fee. And then they wanted me to send my actual product. But then I thought about it. Okay, am I going to get that product back? I mean, it's only fair if I'm not accepted. I sh- it says I can't get my money back. I should at least get my product back. So I was informed I wasn't. And so when I asked them why, they said they want to use the product for advertising. First of all, why? I'm not in the show. You just declined my application. I don't get my money back. I want my product back. It's only fair. So they said, well, no, we keep the product. So I didn't apply for the show. Now, mind you, that was local. As a matter of fact, the craft show is no more than maybe 15 minutes away from where I live. But I refuse to do it because of that stipulation. And mind you, their craft show is a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <sighs> Too many days for me. The first, I think, two days, it's more of finished product. Like if you're selling lipstick, jewelry, blouses. So I didn't do that. Now, let's say you've you figured out the show you want to do. They'll tell you what their curtains are going to be like, meaning that they're backdrop curtains, which usually either black or red and white if it's Christmas time. Sometimes they tell you, sometimes they don't. But they usually tell you, basically, they're going to give you backdrop curtains. So you get one backdrop and two sides, which separates the, the, the booths, your booth from another booth, which is good. I like that. Depending upon your display, you can decide if it's going to go good with the curtains. It may not. They won't do curtains that are bright. It's always either been black, red, or red and white. So they give you the backdrop curtains. If you apply in January, you got to wait at least three to four months before you get a response. Then you got to bust your butt to get enough inventory to do the show. Okay. Now, when you do the show, you have to remember that you're advertising your product and your business no matter where you're going. So you've got your table, your tablecloth must reach the floor. It can't be halfway. It can't be a quarter way where you got two different colors. Mind you, these are professional high-end craft shows. So you have to adjust your display accordingly. So your tablecloth has to reach the floor on all ends. It can reach on the sides and on the front. I would do the back as well. So you want to reach the whole thing. And I'm going to tell you why. There's a secret behind that. And I didn't know this until later on. When you have extra inventory, you can fit those crates up underneath the table. So let's say you have three tables, two on the side, one in the back. You can fit your extra inventory underneath those tables instead of trying to fit it in the truck outside in the parking lot. Because mind you, if someone comes in there and they're buying your product and you need more you look kind of silly going running out to your truck to go get more supplies because then you're going to tell the customer, yes, I have some more. Wait a minute. Let me run to my truck and go get it. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, because they're not going to wait. And that's not really professional. So the reason for that tablecloth covering all, the extra inventory goes underneath. You can also set up your display where you have X amount of space behind you to fit your um, extra inventory. But make sure your inventory stays below your chair area. You don't want customers coming by to see all your extra inventory behind you stacked up. Sometimes they have a space in between here where there's another curtain. 
So you can sometimes fit the, fit the uh, extra inventory in between those two curtains. I've seen a lot of um, vendors do that because the curtains were like so spaced out that you could fit your extra inventory. But the only problem with that is you're sharing that space with the person on the opposite side of the curtain. So you have to decide whether that's going to be feasible for you or not. Okay, so you've got your tablecloth covered to the floor. You got your extra inventory up underneath. You got your display set up. I would set up a separate area to collect money. And the reason why I say that is because you want the area to be where you got your register, you accept the credit cards, your bags, your business cards, and a little thank you gift area. When you're doing a high-end show, I always want to give a thank you gift attached with the business card because once they get home and they've taken the product that they bought from you, they may use it, they may forget it, but that thank you gift with the card will go a long way. Plus, you've given them your business card, right? <laughs> so I would have a separate area for collecting money. Some people collect it behind the table and they have a separate area where they actually sit behind a longer table and they collect the money that way. I've seen people do that. But I kind of like to have a separate area. And the reason why is because I want to be out near the front of my booth display. Near the front where all the people are walking by. Because I like to see the people to walk by because if they're walking by, I'm going to say, hey, hi, how are you doing? And that will pull that conversation. It might get them to come into your booth. If you're sitting in the back area and you're sitting there behind the table, ah, okay, a lot of people are going to be walking by. You can't yell, hey, how you doing today? Mm, nah, not really professional. So try to have your cash area where you collect money towards the front area of your booth display so that you can see people walking by. You never know, you know? Once you've gotten that done and you've figured out how you want your display set up, now you're ready, right? But do you have enough inventory? If you're doing a three-day craft show, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're setting up Thursday. You have to have enough inventory for those days. Sunday is always the slow day. Remember this. It's always a slow day, the last day where people didn't get a chance to come in Friday, Saturday. They're going to stroll in Sunday. You're not going to get as much sales on Sunday. Most of your bulk of your sales is going to be Saturday and maybe Friday. But Friday, you have to look at it like this. Majority of people are at work. When they come off work, I don't think they're going to come to a craft show. You might get some people coming in because they, they, they know the craft show is coming in and they might, you know, want to come through and look through. But bulk of your money is made on the Saturday. On Friday, you might get maybe a little bit at a time. You might have a few people come in. But bulk of your money is Saturday. So how much inventory? If you're doing the three-day shows and this company has been in business for years, I would do at least... 24 to 30 items. I know that sounds a lot, especially if it's one particular item. So if you don't want to do 30, do 24. Or make, make it yet, yeah, make it an odd number, make it 26. Okay. And the reason why I say this is because someone may come in and they may buy four items. Someone else may come in and may buy two items. Now that's only two people. Imagine how many people is coming through there. So for you to have only 24 items, and some decide they want to buy six. Oh, forget it. You don't have that much left. And that's in the morning time. You still have people to come in in the afternoon and also the early evening. Now, mind you, craft shows last from nine in the morning to six in the evening. Yes, 
That's a long time. Oh, my gosh. I remember a couple of times I sat there. I was hungry. And me, I like to eat. So make sure you have some snacks, okay, and some juice. Because if you go to the ca- the cafeteria area where they have the snacks, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. So the most of the money you made with the product, you're using to buy food and drinks. So bring you a little cooler with some food. So now, I would say 24 to 30 items. If you're making big items, I make a snowman. My snowman is about 20, 26 to 28 inches tall. So it's a pretty tall snowman. I usually make at least 20 of them. Reason why is because they're big. Items that big, they got to carry it. So they, they may have you hold it. And I would charge a pretty penny. I charge like 40 bucks for just that one item. So that's why I don't make a lot of my huge snowmen. And they stand pretty tall. But I would make at least like 24 to 30 items. Why so many? You got to count how many people come in. No one comes in and just buys one item and leaves. Because they got friends that come in. And they got relatives that come with them. And if you got a mom, she she got her, her daughter with her. Her daughter may want one for her girlfriend. And they may want two. So it's going to go fast. Some people bring in more than 24 to 30, sometimes mm, 35 to 40 items, but I wouldn't say that much. I believe in selling out instead of going home with a lot of leftover inventory. I don't want to do that because then I don't know where my next show is. Now, if you only apply for one show, you got to figure out how you're going to sell the rest of, the rest of your inventory on your website or Etsy page or give it away as gifts, and you don't want to do that. That's why I say 24 to 30 items because, like I say, it's going to sell out, and you're going to have people come in. I call them stragglers. They come in on a Sunday, and you might get some sales on Sunday too. One thing I would suggest not to do when you're doing any type of craft show is don't sit and cross your hands. I've done that in my early years to the point that everyone kept telling me, you don't sit with your arms crossed. I didn't know. I wasn't making no sales in the beginning. I didn't know how to promote my my business. And when I didn't make no money, I was just upset all the time until I figured out a way to advertise and get more money with my business. Now, I can do a three-day craft show where I've made $3,000. Now, that means I had to have a lot of of inventory to make the 3,000 bucks. So I had to work my butt off to actually get, get that much inventory in there. But you can make some good money. Now, it depends upon the show. If the show has been in business over 15, I say 10 to 15 years, those are the shows to go for. If the show has been in business 25 to 30 years, you can best believe they're going to advertise, get people to come there. So you're going to definitely need enough inventory to make up for that show. Like I said, I believe in not bringing home extra inventory. That's why I say 24 to 30 items. Also, you have to do your pricing. Don't price anything at a low price uh, because you're going to lose money. I've seen a few vendors where they were low price because they wanted to beat the prices I had. And I'm like, but you're losing money. I'm not losing any money. You're losing money because you're trying to beat my prices. No. I see where it don't make any sense. And whatever you do, don't lower your prices on a Sunday. I've seen people where they lower their prices because it's the end of the day, the last day, and they just want to get rid of it, so they're going to lower their prices. Why? I didn't see the logic behind it. Because, okay, you just want to get the money? I can see that, but still. What if you come across a customer who bought something from you Saturday for, let's say, 30 bucks, 
and a Sunday they come back and you got it for 15. They're going to be like, I paid 30 bucks. Why now is it 15? And they may decide to have an argument with you. I wouldn't even chance it. So keep your prices because you worked hard and you deserve to get your money at the price that you asked for. When I first started my online journey, I was all about sharing my posts in several Facebook groups, thinking my inbox would explode with orders for my handmade products. I think that's everyone's dream, right? I was in a dream state until reality hit me. There were no orders or sales, but stubborn me kept doing the same thing over and over and was following that term about throwing spaghetti against the wall until something sticks. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it doesn't work. Then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I looked at my post and realized what I was sharing wasn't attracting customers to my website. I wasn't speaking about how my products would enhance a customer's home or what they wanted. It was time for a revamp. So I went back to the drawing board and I crafted a step-by-step -step strategy that not only grew my Facebook group, it brought in sales and filled up my coaching programs. I spilled all the juicy details in my free resource, 10 Marketing Tips for Creatives to Boost Sales. You can find the link in my show notes or over on my website at talinabacon.com. That's spelled T-A-L-E-N-A-B-A-C-O-N.com. Now let's get back to the show. Now, with any craft show, no matter what show, whether it was a small, medium, or large craft show, have an apron that has your business name and your website. Or better yet, Business name, you can find me on Facebook. Something that talks about your business, and I'm going to tell you why. It's always good to have business information because you may get up and let's say, ask the vendor, hey, I need to run to the ladies' room. Can you watch my booth? As you're walking towards the ladies' room, they're seeing that. They're going to say, oh, okay, I can find her on Facebook. This is good advertising because if you don't have your apron on and you walk into the bathroom, Who's to say that you're just a customer walking past them? You want to advertise your business as often and as much as you can, no matter what type of craft show you're doing. You have to advertise it because how are people going to find you if you don't advertise? And of course, yeah, we do our advertising on social media and, you know, our website and newsletters, but at craft shows, it's a little bit different. Another way to actually advertise is to hand out your business cards. And I know some people say, well, no, I don't have business cards. And I've been through many of craft shows where I've had people come up and say, well, hey, I don't want to buy right now, but do you have a business card? Hmm. I was like, nope, sorry, I don't have a business card. And I just had that attitude thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Over the years, I learned a lot. But back then, I was like, no, I don't have a business card. But thank you. And that was it. So I know I lost some money way back then. Because I didn't have a business card. And then you're going to say, well, hey, how much does business cards cost? You can make your business cards at home. Go to Walmart, buy the business card cutout thing, get you a printer. I think you can do your business cards on Canva. Matter of fact, I think you can because I've done one. You can do it on Canva. or You can order it or you can print out your business cards. It's always good to have your business cards with your information on it so that they can find you in case they don't want to buy something currently. And they may want to check out your website or your Facebook page later on or find, follow you on social media. You never want to miss out on the opportunity to make money. 
no matter what type of craft show, you always got to have those essential things. Your apron with your name and your business information on it. The little, I call it name tags, but I usually put my business information on it and the booth that I'm located at and your business cards. If you have your apron on you, I was just thinking about this just now. Have some business cards in the apron because you never know. You can say, hey, my booth is here, but here's my business card. Always advertise your business no matter what you're doing. Whether you're going to get something to eat at a craft show, whether you're running to the ladies' room, whether you're running to another booth to ask a question for another vendor, always have your business card. Now we've gone through the small, medium, and larger craft shows. One thing I can say when you're doing any type of craft show is to research. Research and find out everything you need to know about the craft show. How long they've been in business. Who's the promoter? How are they promoting their business? If they've just been in business a year or they're just starting out, run. Do not do them shows because they're still learning. They're still trying to get their advertising together. They're in their beginning stages. Although you might be in your beginning stages, you don't want to do a beginning stage show because you're here to make money. So do your research. Find out what's feasible for you as far as how much it's going to cost to get into the show. I wouldn't spend... I was, like I said, I spent 650 I wouldn't go above that. Right now, I'm looking for craft shows that's a little bit cheaper than that because it has to be worth my time. And if it comes up to 650 bucks, it has to be at least a three-day show, a four-day show, never a two-day show, never a one-day show. Always get your booth at least 10 by 10 or 8 by 8. 6 by 8 is going to be too small. Guys, you got to remember your display and you have no area for... Your cash register, collecting money. Eight by six is real small. Trust me, I had one. Never get a six by six. No, that's a waste of time. Your your space should be at least 10 by 10, the least. 10 by nine, sometimes I might do that. But 10 by 10 is the utmost. And that gives you plenty of room to, to get your display together and to collect your money. Well, this concludes. I had a lot to say about this because I went through a lot. And you're getting into a high-end craft show. Oh, one more thing before I go. When you're doing a high-end craft show, make sure you get one where they've accepted you and you're automatically into any of the other shows that they do. I know those are hard to find. I'm in one where they gave me a booth number and that booth number I have no matter what craft show. And they do like six craft shows a year, which means all they do is send me the application. I send it back to them with my money. And I'm automatically in the show. I don't have to wait for nobody to tell me whether I, I got in or whether I didn't. I'm automatically in the show. So if I want to do all six shows, I send them my application, my money. I'm in all six shows automatically. I don't have to go through the process of waiting, of sitting in this, sitting in that. Once I'm juried in, I'm juried in for a lifetime. Try to find those shows. Those shows are golden. Oh, my gosh. They're so wonderful. And make sure they're shows that they've been in, in business for years. 35, 40 years, those are the best shows. Thank you for stopping in to listen to my podcast. Before you go, make sure you hit that subscribe button within the app you're using. I'm dishing out tons of valuable business and crafting tips, and I don't want you to miss a thing. If you've been enjoying our time together, it would mean the world to me if you could drop a quick review. You'll find a link within the show notes below. Your thoughts mean the world to me, and having you as part of my podcast community is truly a joy. Let me leave you with this nugget of wisdom. 
you have to love what you do to make money. So get out there, pour your heart into your passion, and let the money flow. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch up again real soon.